You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining me for today. This is episode number four of The Lightwalker's Path. And today I want to talk about The Lightwalker's Path, about living life on a spiritual path, and what that even means. And some might say, isn't that the entire point of this whole podcast? And it is. But I had um, this moment of reflection when I was trying to decide what I wanted to talk about today. And... I got a flashback to a conversation that I had at the very, very start of my spiritual path. So let me tell you a little bit about what that looked like. So in 2007, I had this recognition that my inner voice was not me. It was not my um, my essence and my inner being. It was actually my inner critic. And holy wow, was she ever ultra critical and negative about everything. And so I spent about a year just observing her. And at that time, I got introduced to doing some beautiful um, shamanic plant medicine, which it actually took me pretty much that entire year of reflection to even prepare for. And what they say about this work is that, you know, once you know, you can't unknown. So the doors open and you can't go back to how it was before. And people often use the idea of being asleep versus awake. And while I do think that there's some truth in that, there is um, there is a deeper knowing of yourself. There is more intimacy and connection to yourself that you, that comes from doing inner work. However, I feel like when we refer to people who maybe haven't discovered it yet or who may not discover it because that's just not what they're here to do this time around, I feel like there is some critical thinking and some judgment that happens to those who are not on a path. And being on a spiritual path is really a commitment to the self. It is a commitment to the knowledge. It is um, a commitment to the divine in whatever facet you want to use. So whether you call that God or the universe or the angels or whatever. But it is not a better or worse dichotomy. It is not some kind of spectrum or scale where um, people who have some sort of faith or belief system are better or worse than anyone else. And I think that there is some judgment of that, particularly as a defense mechanism for starters. So once we start to do this work and we start to recognize that we are not in the place that we were, we do create a bit of sense of differentness between the people that we used to feel we blended in with. But when we're really honest in our heart of hearts, I think you'll actually recognize that if you had fit in as well as you're telling yourself that you did, you probably wouldn't have been drawn to this sort of soul expansive work in the first place. People who do this work, who want to understand themselves better um, and who want to have a deeper sense of connection, oftentimes are on the fringe already. And so when we have this idea about asleep versus awake, we are almost doing that as a way to justify why we feel like other. But rather than placing blame on that and certainly of condemning them for not being on the same path as us rather than doing that what if we just explore that sense of feeling like other of the ways that we create within ourselves to be different to be excluded to be on the outside 
And then we need to ask ourselves, is that even true? Because oftentimes we are way more included, way more accepted, and way more loved than we even recognize. It is inconvenient for the story of otherness for us to be able to see that truth. And I can imagine that if you're in that place right now and you're hearing me say this, you probably think I'm full of shit. So just take a moment and breathe and sit with that. I'm not saying that you have to accept what I'm saying is true, but is it possible? Is it possible that this idea of you being on the outside of the people you love, is it possible that that's an illusion? And often it's not. If I look at my own life and in my family, I am on the outside. I have been for quite a long time to the point where I don't have a relationship with many of my family members anymore. And that was a choice that I made for my own well-being, my own mental health, frankly. But um, all the years that led up to that, I definitely had perpetrated this story about otherness. And even in the truth within it, I also created reasons to not be accepted by them. And it doesn't mean that you have to conform. It doesn't mean that you have to try to stray from your inner path so that you can exist in this world. But you are responsible for those choices. You can't blame anybody else for them. It's not so much that they have cast you out. It's that you have chosen to live with more truth and more alignment for yourself. And in that choosing, in that truth that is for yourself, does not mean that the life that they are living is not true for them. It just means that that is a truth that doesn't work for you. And that comes back to that good, bad, better, worse spectrum, right? There's no no one way to live. Spiritual path or not, religion or not, none of these are the only way And even if they were the only way, we're not the ones who get to decide for anybody else. If we want to have the autonomy and the ability to choose for ourselves and the um, just the practice of independence and and free will, we also have to recognize that other people have the same thing. And it doesn't mean that our path is right and their path is wrong. It just means that it's right for them. And this one is right for us. And that's 100% okay. But when we get into this place of feeling better or superior because we do inner work, we create unnecessary separateness. Because when you pull it all apart, when you really break it down to its most granular pieces, we are all part of the same thing. We are all human beings. We have all come here to have an experience. We are learning and growing and figuring our way out, whether it's on a spiritual path or not. There's no better way to be a human. There are certain behaviors that we determine to be good, bad, better, or worse. But I mean, who made those choices in the first place? And that judgment is so flexible anyway, because... Depending on where you are, those standards change. What is considered good or acceptable in some places, in some um, social circles or cultural circles will be completely shocking and horrendous to others. And so we have to really recognize and have some patience some tolerance and some compassion that because there is not one way, that means that our way is not the only way. And it means that 
everyone is going to get to where they're going eventually, and it might just look a little bit different than how we get there. And again, if we are expecting that same understanding, that same compassion, that same support for our unconventional journey, then we need to be willing to offer that to others as well. This is not a one directional street here of tolerance. So what if we did things just a little bit differently? What if we could have complete certainty in exactly where we are right now and that this is at least for the meantime, what works for us. If we have this confidence and this security in who we are and in how we conduct ourselves in the world, what if instead of looking at all the ways that that makes us different from other people, what if we actually saw that as instead of a critical thing, a benefit? What if we started looking to the people, particularly the ones that we like, respect, and admire, even if maybe we are spiritually or politically or intellectually in different places, and we look at what the differences are and what we can learn from those differences. We can learn new aspects of ourself. We can expand um, our own understanding of things, and it might even just deepen our connect, our convictions to our own beliefs. But the willingness to explore them, the willingness to appreciate that there isn't just maybe one truth and that someone else might have a different outlook, um, that is where some growth can really happen. It's really beautiful work. You'll notice this politically. We had in our last election in Canada a few years ago, um, I was desperately looking for someone on my friends list who was a conservative, but who was like a smart conservative, someone who could articulate why um, why they felt the right was the better party and, and whatever. Not because I um, wanted to try to be convinced of my, you know, I didn't want to deepen my convictions. I already believed them to be true and I didn't want to be convinced to vote another way or anything. But there was just in my head, I was so connected to my truth politically that I couldn't really recognize why anyone would vote any other way. I just didn't get it. It didn't make sense to me. And so I started to seek this out in my friends list. And I ended up finding actually a lot more friction and a lot of hatred, which was not my goal at all. Um, So it didn't quite go as planned. But my willingness to challenge my beliefs or to at least understand someone who doesn't think the way that I do was really beautiful for me. And we need to have a little bit more of that because what I recognize is that in general, as people, we tend to surround ourselves with people who think and vote and believe the things that we do. And that's wonderful for a sense of community and camaraderie and particularly when we have this belief around otherness to find a space where you feel you belong and where you feel included and where you have commonality and shared interests. Like that's actually super soul nourishing and really important. But if we limit our scope to only the people who think and feel and believe what we do, there isn't any challenge. There isn't any real opportunity for growth. We just surround ourselves with yes men and we become yes men. And you can only get so far when you're not willing to disrupt the status quo. And like I said, I wasn't looking for someone to try to convince me to vote otherwise. I just could not wrap my head around why somebody would vote conservative. It just didn't make any sense to me. And I wanted to understand from even a purely human interest perspective. 
You will never be poorer for trying to understand another person. In fact, I think the gift of time that you can invest in someone to understand their story, their position, is one of the most beautiful things that you can give because all of us just want to be heard. All of us just want to be seen and understood. And it doesn't mean you have to agree. I want to really make that super clear. But it's okay to respectfully disagree. We need those spaces. It needs to be safe for us to be able to be challenged, for us to be able to talk about things that are a little bit uncomfortable, to talk to people who don't see things as we do. And you may encounter that people just believe the things because that's what they were taught, because that's the way they've always been, because they're not in a position where they feel comfortable disrupting the status quo and they just kind of need to go along with the flock. And it doesn't make you better than they are. It's just where they're at on this journey. And we're all at different places. And if we start to get into this kind of war of comparison where we're trying to one-up ourselves and the people around us, like that's where division happens. And so if we really want to coexist, if we want to be able to live a spiritual life and still exist in this world that is not always very spiritual, we need to have compassion, we need to have tolerance, and we need to have unshakable certainty in ourself and in our mission so that all of that is possible. Those two things can coincide. They can live in harmony, but they can't so long as we're looking at our neighbor as some kind of other. They can't so long as we create division where it doesn't need to be. Does that mean you have to tolerate hatreds or hatred or intolerance or, you know, discrimination or just like general fuckwittery? Absolutely not. I'm not saying put yourself in dangerous situations or um, emotionally dangerous situations. I'm not saying that at all. But don't just live in a bubble. And certainly don't look at the world in this black and white way where someone who's on a path is good and someone who's not is bad. This idea of asleep and awake, they're just states of being. And we all have moments where we are both, no matter how long we've been at this work. So a little openness, a little humility, and a little willingness to see things differently will go a very, very, very long way. And that is the episode for today. So thank you so much for sharing your time with me. And remember, we have an online community on Facebook, the same name as this podcast, The Lightwalker's Path. And I would love to see you there and to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Okay, I'll see you next time.